0: Welcome to another edition of Building Northwest Indiana Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Comerford, and today's episode will conclude a three-part segment about careers in the construction trades. If you missed part one or two, you can find them on the website at lakeshorepublicradio.org. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the general minimum qualifications for getting into the construction industry, and again, you can find this information at webuildnwi.com. The first thing is you must be 18 years old, you know, a lot of the insurance policies won't even let you go into an apprenticeship training center without being 18 years old. You're going to be operating heavy equipment or, you know, power tools and, you know, the insurance policies just dictate you have to be 18 years old. You can apply when you're 17, but as long as the first day of school you're you're 18, you're good to go. You must have a valid driver's license. The one thing about construction is you're typically not reporting to the same place every day. You have to go where the project is. So one day you might be working in the refinery at BP. Another day you might be on a bridge down by the Kankakee River. You might be working at the NIPSCO plant up in Michigan City. So you got to be able to go where the work's at. Uh, so that's why a, a valid driver's license key. Uh, another key thing is reliable transportation. And then last but not least, you must be drug-free. Uh, there's absolutely no tolerance for drug use in the construction industry working around potentially dangerous situations, moving equipment, you're working at height. So uh, everybody has to be of sound mind on the job site. So everybody who gets into the industry is randomly tested. So there's absolutely no tolerance for drug use in our industry. There are a couple downsides. And I, I guess, uh, you know, not everything uh, is, is great. Um, one thing that is the work's not easy you know it's very physically demanding you're lifting heavy materials you're climbing ladders you're working in tight spaces you got to work in the elements sometimes you're going to be working next to a blast furnace in the extreme heat of summer and other times you might be working outside during deep freezes in the winter so uh you got to be able to work in the elements you're going to be on call a lot especially if there's an emergency if uh If a customer has a process uh, emergency or a a unit shutdown, they need our best people out there. And so there's a lot of, uh, depending on what contractor you work for, you might be on call. And uh, like I said earlier, the work is potentially dangerous. You're working at heights, working in confined spaces. I I, I do have to say that uh, the unions and the contractors do whatever is necessary to make sure that their workers are safe. They offer you the the top-of-the-line PPE, and uh, that's personal protection equipment. They offer you safety training. The Construction Advancement Foundation offers safety training that supplements what's offered by the unions. Like I said, there's drug testing. I guess one other downside is the work is not guaranteed. Our industry depends on how the overall economy is doing. So if the overall economy is not doing very well, our industry tends to struggle a little bit. So there's no guaranteed work you're very dependent on your employer to win jobs as well. So everything's very competitive among contractors. And if your contractors aren't winning work, you might be laid off. But uh, usually if another contractor doesn't get the job, another contractor will. So you could go work for different employers. The system is set up like that. So you can go work for other companies, but still collect your pension, still collect your health benefits. It's all shared by the employers. And in what they call multi-employer systems. So one of the last things, it's kind of hard to get into a trade. I know a lot of people that apply, you know, since the jobs are in such high demand, uh, that they attract – and the pay is good. It attracts a lot of people into the apprenticeship program. But the unions can only – and the contractors can only take as many people that they feel that they can employ on an annual basis. For example, I went to the ironworker – uh, they did a apprenticeship uh, acceptance last year. And I would say there was about 400 apprentices applying and they took about 50 people. So they're only looking for the best of the best. And like I said, they can only take in what they employ. Um, so they kind of look at who's retiring and who left the industry. And that's how they determine and what kind of work is upcoming in the, uh, in the near future. And that's kind of how they determine who they could take in every year. A little bit about the application process. Like I said, you could go to We Build Northwest Indiana. It's all right there on that website. Like I said, each trade has their own process for accepting applicants, uh, but it's pretty much the same across the board. You're, you're generally going to fill out an application, and then once your application is filled out, and I should say you should do a complete application, I would say half the people eliminate themselves because they don't fill out a complete application. A lot of it requires you to get high school transcripts and things of that sort, uh, turn in a resume, maybe some uh, letters of reference. And if you don't uh, you know, complete all those steps, they're just going to throw away your application. So make sure you complete the application. Uh, then you typically go through a general aptitude test. We actually put a sample test on the WeBuild Northwest Indiana website. So uh, it had compiled all the questions that you might get from the various trades. So if you could go to the website and and go through that test and pass it, you shouldn't have any issues getting into, uh, you know, passing the aptitude test for any of these trades. Uh, And then after that, there's an interview. And during the interview, you're going to be asked, you know, why do you want to join this trade? I think that's probably the number one thing you should know is why do you want to join that trade? So definitely research the trade. There's a lot of information on YouTube and, and on the web on where you could research, you know, the different trades and, and just be prepared to talk about yourself. Talk about why you want to get into the trades. You know, uh, a lot of times saying I'm here for the money, that doesn't work. You know, they want to hear things like I like working with my hands. I like making a difference. Definitely, uh, you know, research the trade and, and know why you want to get into the trade. And then the last thing I want to talk about is managerial careers. Uh, This is more of your college career path, but I would say there's a lot of people that get into management careers going through the trades and then going into college. Actually, I think those people are most employable. So if you have a trade under your belt and then get into a uh, four-year institution and get an organizational leadership supervision degree, a health and safety degree, or a construction management degree, I, I don't think you'll ever be without a job. The college career path is pretty much a direct shot into management. Some of the careers that exist are, you know, project engineer, project manager, project estimators, superintendents, and foremen. If you don't know about a project engineer, they're pretty much the liaison between the project manager and the field. They're responsible for the oversight of most major aspects of the construction work. They procure a lot of the construction materials and equipment for the job site. They do a lot of cost control, managing the project so that it's within the budget. They do a lot of quality control and uh, they do a lot of daily reports and and just permitting. I think one of the highest paid uh, careers in management would be a project manager. They're the ones that pretty much plan and oversee entire construction projects. They need to ensure that they are completed on time and within budget. They prepare budgets. They monitor progress, communicate with all the stakeholders, communicate with the field, communicate with the project engineers. Uh, Another key uh, position in management are estimators. I see a lot of estimators come up through the fields in the trades, but I see a lot of – more and more I'm seeing more take the college uh, route, but uh, they just basically estimate – Uh, labor and material cost. And they're very instrumental in helping contractors secure contractors and and get work. And then uh, lastly, one of the other key pieces of uh, management is the superintendent. Again, traditionally in our industry, those people have come through uh, the skilled trades and then worked their way up into the, the field supervision. But more and more, I'm starting to see contractors hire people who have gone through college or people who have been through the trades and then uh, also supplemented that with a four-year degree. Now, they oversee the operations on the project site. They supervise all activities. They go over the daily schedules, and they ensure people's safety on the job site. Well, that's all the time I have today on Building Northwest Indiana. Uh, If you're interested in a career in the Northwest Indiana construction industry, you can find out more information at webuildnwi.com or just do an internet search for We Build Northwest Indiana. I'm your host, Kevin Comerford.